Good afternoon, Mike Robinette with Arizona Normal and Southern Arizona Normal here to do the podcast of Stars Stripes Story. <laughs> we got some good energy in the room today. Well, that's what it's about. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. We finally made it happen. We did. We did. We did. Even though it took us four hours to get here, we're traffic, good to go. Right? Traffic was kind of a, was a grind today. Traffic on I-10 and, and I-17 mm. has been a little difficult mm. today. Tony and I have managed. We're edgy, but we're ready. We're here. We're ready. And maybe you, you give us a little introduction of yourself just I, to, just to begin just, with. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about me, we could go an hour just on me. So yeah. I'll go... Uh, no. I'm Mike Robinette. Um, uh, I'm a re- my background actually. I taught for. Um, I'm a retired teacher. I used my last job in teaching was in at Ironwood Ridge High School in Oro Valley, Arizona, uh, where I taught AP Calculus AB and Intro to Calculus. And I retired in May and um, got involved actually with um, activism with cannabis activism. In I can tell you exactly how I got involved in 2000. January of 2018, Jeff Sessions, the then Attorney General of uh, the United States of America, who is a an avowed prohibitionist, decided to rescind what we call what were called the Cohen Ogden memos, and those memos allowed the states to operate without the the Attorney General's office interfering relative to state law with cannabis. Right. When Jeff Sessions rescinded those memos, the Ogden memo dealt with medicinal marijuana and the Cole memo dealt with states that were going full recreation or adult use. And when Jeff Sessions rescinded those memos, it in essence gave the federal government permission to go after state markets. Mm. And so that was the final straw for me with mm. Jeff Sessions being Attorney General. So ironically enough, I started to engage my congressman, um, who is O'Halloran, he's in um, Congressional District 1, and I started to engage him and I called National Normal on a lark to ask, you guys got any data, you got any stats sheets that I can use in my engagement of a congressman? Well, when I called National Normal, Keith Strop, the original founder of Normal, answered the phone. And I had a great conversation with him and he put me in contact with who is our state director, Michael Weiser. Mm -hmm. And I went to my first Arizona normal meeting in February of 2018 in Phoenix. Maybe to give us a little clarification sure. on what Arizona normal is. Okay. Yeah. Well, the national normal, we're all part of, there's a national organization. It's actually an international organization mm. and it's called normal, N-O-R-M-L. Mm. It stands for National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Right. And it's international. There's a normal Canada and there's a normal in, in France. Um, mm. And there are affiliate state chapters in each state. And then we are, I'm, so I'm, I'm on the, the board of directors of Arizona Normal, which is the state chapter of the national organization. Okay. Okay. Good. But I live in Catalina, which is north of Tucson. And so I'm also the director of Southern Arizona Normal, which right. is a local chapter of Normal. And we work closely mm-hmm. with Arizona Normal. In fact, we're up here now to go to their meeting tonight right. to talk about our lobby day, which is happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're all a part of is national normal. Right, right. And basically the, the main goal of the companies, uh, from what I've seen and from what I've looked up, is that Arizona Normal tries to change marijuana laws you got it it's the what's really good about normal is our purpose our definition is right in our title Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So National Organization for Form of Marijuana Law states exactly what we do, mm-hmm. and that is what we mm-hmm. do. We, we work to reform marijuana laws. We do that through community outreach, through community education, through legislative action, and through advocacy. And what's the thing? I mean, obviously, if you would like to address that certain need, what's the what's the main problem that you see within society right now? Do we have a wrong perception of, of marijuana use and stuff like that? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, really easy point. Uh, really, absolutely. Really easy. That's an easy. There. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There is, and, and 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 it goes back to what if it, there was a movie that came out which in 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 it's an old movie and we all refer to it it's called reefer madness and mm-hmm. so we still live in the days of reefer madness with many people where people view cannabis as something that's a danger to us right and we don't view it that way in fact that's why we work to reform marijuana laws because we do not believe anyone who responsibly consumes cannabis should ever have their lives negatively affected let's let's that. take a look at the couple of these misconceptions that you're sure, talking about sure. right mm-hmm. um so the the most common thing i hear is uh about marijuana use is that it's gonna make you it's kind of like the first drug that will get you to being homeless and that will get you to living under the bridge, right? I, I'm sure you heard about uh, that. Well, right? I've heard that, but I will tell you that you're looking at someone who has consumed marijuana responsibly for 35 years mm. and I've maintained careers mm. and um, I've never had cannabis affect me negatively in my life. Right. However. But you heard about that. Uh, well, that what you're referring to is what most people call the gateway drug theory, right, that, that exactly. marijuana serves as a gateway drug. Believe right. it or not, the most popular gateway drugs are alcohol and mm. nicotine or tobacco. Mm. Um, that, has been stati- that has been disproven that marijuana serves as a gateway drug. Right. Um, it's just not the case. Mm. But a lot of prohibitionists love to throw that out. That sure. once once someone tries marijuana, that's it. They go down the path, and then next they're they're in the gutter, like you kind of alluded to. You know that that's it. Marijuana destroys all of our lives. Then Elon Elon Musk smoked weed on. He did uh, on Joe, uh, on Joe, Joe Rogan's, Rogan's podcast, podcast and, right, and, and caught grief for it. All but right. the, did the stocks go up? The, so here's the funny thing. Stocks, the same night, stocks went down 5%, which is immense for Tesla, obviously. Oh, right, and right. then, but over the last couple of weeks, it actually went up. So anytime like Joe or, or Elon is talking about these kind of things that he smoked weed uh, in public or like on a, on a public channel somehow, that it was actually something that benefited the company instead of, it was just oh, a, like right. a really hysterical reaction that a lot of people say, oh no. The, and, and you know yeah. what, that plays to the thing that, 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 to the concept that we really try, are mm. trying with normal, yeah. both state and our local, our local chapter in Tucson, is to try to remove that negative stigma that people have or associate with cannabis consumers. Right. And, and there is that mindset that, how could you do that? But yet, it's kind of like if you look at the Super Bowl where people complained about the, the halftime show, but mm. we're not really upset about all the, you know, the beer commercials and right, those kind of right, things. Right, so, right. so it's okay to encourage alcohol use and, and glorify it, but we have to keep that negative stigma on cannabis. Alcohol is a drug that's been so normalized in society. It's it's almost like, I mean, I can really relate to that if I go out with my peers Friday night, Saturday night. I don't, for example, I don't feel like drinking. Right. Um, there's a lot of people who are going to say, hey, why are you not drinking? Like, why are you not socializing? So it's almost like a... As if in essence you need drinking to socialize. Right. So apparently we, we've come that far that alcohol is essentially the only 
um, the only way to socialize almost. And you feel a lot of social pressure if you don't drink, right? Uh, yeah, and, and there's a lot of peer pressure when mm. kids are younger too. I mean, right. I, as I as, a, as an ex high school teacher, I saw that all the time. Peer pressure on kids, right? And, you know that whole adage that if you drink, you're cool. Exactly. And if you don't, mm. you ain't cool. And and but well, isn't that kind of the same with weed as well? Like I, I can. I, I guess see. in some circles, yes. Mm. But like in, in in the people that were like, I mean, like for example, um, my deputy director Tony Landry. Um, Who's here a, today? He's who, hey, who is here hey, today? <laughs> Ironically enough, is sitting right there. He is a disabled veteran who who fully uses cannabis for medicine, right? And to help him mm. with 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 chronic pain. Mm. And we so we don't look at cannabis that way. Uh, we're both patients. We're both we both have cards um, in the state, so we're both legal to possess cannabis to consume cannabis. Right. Um, but we don't we don't look at it as that way. We we are our the patient community le- legitimately views cannabis as medicine. Right. But but the but the thing is 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 it's medicine on so many different levels. For example, Tony Tony consumes for chronic pain. I, I also have chronic back pain, right. but I also use it a lot for obsessive compulsive thinking mm. to, to, because in the evening my thoughts can become, I, my thoughts can eat me alive and become my worst enemy. And therefore I use a lot of indica strains mm. to, to calm my thinking. So, and to keep me from beating myself up all night sure. with my own negative thinking. Sure. So you, you, you started to talk a little bit about health benefits. Right. Which kind of leads me to my next topic. We or my next question, mm-hmm. I should say. It's 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 a a lot of weed advocates. They say that there's a lot of health benefits to um, using marijuana, um, whether it's not it's on a daily basis or whether or not it's 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 more often happens more often and stuff like that. What are some um, health benefits? You wait, particularly well, I I personally I I um. I, I, one thing that really resonated with me, there, there's a cannabis activist, and, and he's, his name is Steve D'Angelo, and he's in California, and he started Harborside in Oakland and has a long history in the cannabis business and fighting. Mm. And I read his, his, basically his manifesto. And one thing that really resonated with me relative to his, his, his perception of cannabis is the view that it's, it, we use it for wellness. And so while we can use it medicinally, we can also use it for wellness. Right. And so it, 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 what's interesting about cannabis and why it's, it's somewhat difficult to deal with and why it's not easy to say, okay, it's medicinal, so here's the dose that everyone uses. Mm. We all have an endocannabinoid system and cannabis interacts with us differently. For example, I have sensitivity to certain strains, so I know strains that I can't touch because they make me feel anxious and racy. Right. Those are generally, for lack of a better term, called sativa strains. Mm. Um, so I prefer more what are called indica strains because mm-hmm. they're more um, full body. So we got to clarify that yes. um, the same alcohol isn't alcohol necessarily. Weed isn't weed necessarily. So There's you- a lot of nuance to just that term weed. Right. Like when in, in the illegal days, it was just on any anyone who was interested in consuming cannabis would just be like, you got any pot? Yeah. And it was just known as pot. Right. It didn't. You had no idea what you were getting. Mm. You, it, it, you just, well, there's it, a lot that, of a lot of names. For, yes, for, yes. For cannabis. But, but now, with 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 you know, 33 states right now with some form mm. of legalized marijuana, with 11 states plus the District of Columbia with full adult use marijuana, mm. we've learned how you can become much more 
understanding of how cannabis affects you specifically and what strains and what types of forms of ingestion mm. each person can use individually to get the best results. And that, that'd be obviously if you would come to that point where you would say, all right, we legalize it, then we have much better control of it, right? That, that's, that's kind of the... That's kind of the thing that I see because right now um, people getting getting cannabis from from dealers, getting people from like sketchy people mm-hmm. out of sketchy areas, punched stuff like might not even be good quality and stuff like that. That that would kind of lead us to to the next problem. Obviously, if we have it, if if it's illegal, then we cannot really. Con- but yet so popular and so high in demand, we can't really control it. Right? You when, you just nailed the very from. problem. And that's the problem with prohibition. Right. Because you outlaw marijuana does not guarantee marijuana goes away. And so regardless of illegality or legality, marijuana and marijuana consumers are going to exist. It's freaking popular everywhere. It's especially on college campuses. It is. And and your generation has a much more... Your generation of younger people are are somewhat liberal in your beliefs you you, you, right. you you and i know from where i even taught school kids support gay marriage kids support oh, legalizing marijuana kids are very progressive right. and so it is and, and and it's funny you mention that because when you listen to some of the prohibitionists at our at our arizona legislature they'll say well this whole medicinal program's a farce because a certain percentage of people are in their 20s mm. As if someone in their 20s couldn't have had an accident, couldn't have been injured, couldn't have had a chronic situation where they're in pain. Right. So we counter that with the fact that it's not that they're just abusing a medicinal program. It's the fact that for them, they're going to go to cannabis much quicker than Tylenol or ibuprofen or something else that, that that's a pharmaceutical right. because they have much more of an open and there's definitely open perception relative to marijuana not being the evil that their older generations like to say it. and there's what one thing that interests me where do you think is that perception we, we talked a lot a lot about that that cannabis might have the wrong perception within society mm-hmm. um, where do you think is that coming from reefer madness um, I'll give you an example. My mother is 79. She was raised to be afraid. And, mm. and it, in essence, it's government propaganda. Say no to drugs. That, that just, anyone remember Say that? nope to dope and not to drugs. The right. whole Nancy Who Reagan years. Nancy, Reagan. yeah, mm-hmm. Reagan. And, and, and even before that, um, Nixon, you know, in the early 70s, we're almost close to decriminalizing marijuana. Oh, really? But then Nixon kicked it in and they went after... African Americans and associated heroin use with them, and then tried to associate (laughs) cannabis use with hippies to give it all that negative stigma. I think a lot comes from that. A lot comes from especially the 70s where uh, cannabis was just associated with a bunch of hippies um, going to festivals, smoking pot, getting high. And people looking at that and looking, judging their appearance and just lumping cannabis right in. Well, look at that long haired hippie, and of course, it's a pothead right. too, you know, that kind of mentality. Doesn't have his life together. No, and in fact, something else that we with normal really try to do is professionalize the whole entire perspective on cannabis so that when we go out, in fact, we just met with the um, district attorney's office yesterday in Tucson. And if, if we went in with dreadlocks and tie-dyes, sure. we wouldn't be received sure. appropriately. That'd be, so. that'd be another question for you. If it's like you're obviously a really solid guy, 
you know what I mean? Like <laughs> dress it. really nicely. You have a fresh haircut. I don't know about that. Since this <laughs> well, is it's not fresh, it's a few months or a few weeks. Not old, fresh. Yeah, well, you're, you're not, I'm, I'm not saying you're the opposite of a hippie. Oh well, but, thank you though. But you're probably you doesn't look like an average hippie, right? And I'm, no, I really no, want to make no. that clear. Right? I might have hippie beliefs. I just don't. Right, but obviously, how much uh, how much is appearance? important in your job where you're trying to in our work incredibly important Mm -hmm. because people are already going to judge us and and it's funny we always make jokes about we have to even be real i i personally like when i when i interact with the public i i'm always very careful to never make an email mistake never make a mistake in my grammar never make a mistake because the fear is one mistake and it's those damn stoners. Those stoners. Look at that. I mean, one time, I'll give you an example of something Tony and I, but we really laughed about. We, we had a meeting with a ward council office, and I had sent, I CC'd Tony and sent a thank you. Hmm. Well, Tony hit reply all instead of reply to me. And I'm and it basically we all got a message that probably we didn't all want to get. <laughs> so I called him. What the? <laughs> and so yeah. we always look at that and joke, yeah. and we all make those mistakes. Sure. But we're always so cognizant of them because we don't want. Well, that mistake is made not because we're human, mm. but because we're stoners. Stoners. So and that, that's probably a. We're real cognizant about. I mean, that. you've been late to the interview, so probably. It, well, because we were hotboxing my FJ Cruiser. Why do you think we were late? I didn't want to call and say that. Look, dude, we're too high. We can't even come. No, that's not how we are. That's a joke. I'm joking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, man, that. we just can't even make it. We're just too high to yeah. even get to the interview, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. No, it's oh, not at all goodness. like that. Yeah, no, I'm joking <laughs> as well. I'm joking exactly. as well. Um, going back to... <laughs> Going back to... Hey, this is a great podcast, by the way. Can I just stop right now? I fully support Star Stripes stories. Stories, plural. Plural, plural stories. I fully support this podcast and Theo. This great. And I really, I should apologize to you now. I called you Theon the first time we oh, talked. And I was right. I was comparing you to Game of Thrones. Because Theon was one of the... I'm like, Theon. And then I was Theo. I'm like... And you're probably thinking, Theon, stoner. Theon, yeah. <laughs> you know, right? I can't even get my name right. Because yeah, yeah. I remember saying to you, we Theon, like Game of Thrones. We all know where that's coming from. Yeah, yeah I guess. So anyway, so I, okay, I got that out. I got that out. Sure. No, I'm, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. And I, I think it's a nice setup. We're, we're, we're making good progress. Oh, man, it's I'm nice. It's impressed. nice having... Because in Germany, as I told you before we started that, I always try to make that kind of like culture comparison of, of, of the culture that I experienced for 19 years and the culture that I'm currently experienced for around about three years now. Mm-hmm. So in Germany, the perception of uh, marijuana use is kind of similar. I have a great oh, okay. example when I talk about that. And the best example is my mom. Got it. My mom, she never smoked a single joint in her life. She never used it. I think once and she didn't feel anything, which is, I guess, Most common, people don't the first which time. Is, I think that's pretty <laughs> common. So um, she was always okay with us going out going to a party um having a few drinks but the whole cannabis discussion she was really um i wouldn't say angry about it but she was really careful about it so there was no way that we for like i give you an example like it could be a friday night and i could home and i'd be a little bit tipsy and she would be fine with it but (laughs) if if i'd be coming home my eyes would be red i'd be eating a eating a bunch of oreos she'd be like (laughs) 
you're high. Like, you're getting your ass whipped. You know what I'm saying? Wow, like, not, no not literally, but like, but I'll that, get in trouble. That I'll get in trouble. I remember my sister, I think she was like, she was using uh, my mom's iPad to kind of like talk to a friend. Hey, what are we going to do tonight? smoke are we not gonna smoke <laughs> and then all of a sudden the friend replied and my mom obviously she got the she got the notification on her phone because she's locked into oh, facebook right, on, right. On, on all her devices right and she got mad she got really mad my sister was 16 17 years old and and now so I, i'd like to talk a little bit about the perception my mom's a perfect example now my mom we had a conversation about it we actually went through all the facts we went through hey it could be uh there's a lot of health benefits to it yeah. if you actually compare it to alcohol is is probably there are really no health benefits to alcohol it's poison exactly and, and, and i'm an ex-drinker well. and i'm not condemning mm-hmm. alcohol at all but and nicotine as well and now she's exactly. really open about it like wow, now she's really open about it and she probably um, would really support you guys as well, and, oh, that's and, great. and would support everyone who. Well, has... we're looking for volunteers. So. <laughs> well, she's in Germany, so I don't know if that helps. I, yeah, but that but she's she's really open about it, and she's she probably has a way more progressive um, way of looking at the whole thing. But I. The, what do you attribute is, to that change? Just. Well, as, we as had the conversation from she, that conversation. She's, she's a really open-minded lady, so. Um, it once you kind of like approach her with the facts and with everything she she really gets it uh, okay, she's not right, stubborn right. um so i really appreciate that about her um but that's kind of like how society has changed in germany right it used mm. to be a really mm-hmm. taboo topic to talk about and now i guess if cops catch you um catch like 16 7 year old guys with cannabis they're just going to be like hey throw it away go home oh that's good then so the, mm. so a, a kid can't have their life ruined if they're caught and that's here's the thing like small minor crimes in germany are really incredibly handled by the police and by law enforcement in general like if you get caught speeding you're not going to pay 300 bucks you might going to pay 30 bucks you know if oh, you get okay. if if they catch you underage drinking they're going to and 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 smoking smoking pot they're going to be like hey throw that shit away go to your parents and think about it but they're not gonna put you. So in they jail. don't arrest you. There's none. No. Wow. Go minor figure. crimes. If 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 you're a if you're a minor criminal, guys, then Germany is the way to go. <laughs> you should probably definitely move. I don't know. But it's wow. it's a it's Does a. Does it work for us at 56 or 57? Can we get there and be? I, I don't know. Probably. Probably. But I'm not. I'm not encouraging anyone. Right. I'm not encouraging that here. either. Jeez. Remember, it's a but, podcast. But <laughs> But but basically, my whole point is that um, minor crimes are handled way 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 better than compared to here. Because if you get if you if they catch you speeding, you're. It's a hefty fine, and and, it, and and your insurance goes up. There's a lot right. of punitive consequences. Right. We're very punitive, but but we're seeing glimpses of hope in criminal justice reform, even our right. state legislature. Um, we, in fact, one of the bills we're lobbying for tomorrow is sponsored by a Republican in OD six, mm. Walter Blackman, mm. and it's it rivals. It's a bill that rivals what's happening in Tucson, where they use deflection programs on the street to keep people out of the criminal justice system where then you get into diversion programs, it gives officers the capacity on the street to say, okay, minor drugs, you're kind of messed up, let's take you to rehab and avoid charging you and, with and, the And crime. you said that. In essence, it's, it's, mm. it's looking at treating drug use as a health issue as opposed to a criminal issue. But you're saying, uh, and you're saying, you mentioned that we potentially might ruin someone's life if the police 
catches um, someone with it. Can Not, you elaborate a little? Well, bit on in that? essence, the problem with 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 the with the dichotomy in this in this country of federal prohibition that still exists. Mm. So we have states that are all over the place with cannabis laws, and inevitably what happens is a single arrest can affect your life. Sure. Um, the, there's something called that's called eliminate the box, which is, um, in fact, when we were meeting with the Counter Narcotics Alliance, uh, one of the one of the, the Captain Levitt is his name. He joked about he was filling out a financial aid form for college with his daughter. And he said, I'm just going to joke and check the box that you've been. It was either arrested or something for cannabis. Mm. And when he checked it joking around, it threw him out of the system. Incredible. So you can't, you know, you can, you can't get no student jokes. loans. And there's a lot. Yeah. And for real, it, it can have a very negative, it can have a negative effect on your professional life. Right. As a teacher, I couldn't afford to be True. arrested for cannabis. True. Um, granted, in a state where you have a card with a medicinal program, there are some workplace protections, mm. but um, you can absolutely have, a, and particularly a kid who gets a possession sure. charge. Um, now, we're fortunate to live in Tucson where there's a lot of diversion programs and there's a lot of mm. programs where they can, you know, if you serve your, if you divert and serve or, or, or go through an educational program or something, you can have your record sealed. Mm. But that's not all states. And people's lives can be ruined through drug arrests and, right. and even cannabis arrests. When we look at cannabis, well, that's just it's just weed. It's innocuous. Well, in law enforcement's eyes, it's not innocuous. Right. And 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 so there can be significant deleterious things that can happen to you from I'm the not, drug I'll, arrest. I'll, I'll talk to Mike Semenchik, um on on the Mike, another Mike. I talked oh, to, yeah, <laughs> talk to another Mike on the show. He was um, an attorney for the Innocence Project, where they kind of like oh. bail out people that have been falsely accused and stuff like that. Great, and he was great. really advocating the position. Okay, if you mess up a couple times, like you're a human, you're gonna make mistakes. So our law enforcement kind of needs to be set up um, that believing that people deserve a second chance, right? The concept of rehabilitation. Right. Resocialization into exactly. society as well. Right. Um, well, perception in society is weird. You mentioned it. There's a, there's 33 states which kind of allow marijuana. That have some use, form right? of le legality. Mm -hmm. there, are, there are 11 states plus the District of Columbia, which has a very odd legalization plan. Right. There, are, there are medicinal dispensaries in Washington, D.C., but you kind of there, but there, but there's not 21 plus dispensaries. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in in recreational use, which we try to, we like to say 21 plus because recreational implies fun. And in in this business of activism, we don't want anyone to think that we consume marijuana for fun. Right. Um, even though some of us do. Right. And, but and that's, there's nothing wrong with consuming that's, cannabis. That's a, that's a point because you enjoy it. Right. But that's a point we should really focus on today. Um, this is not. If, if we talk about the use of marijuana, we are not talking about, and again, we're not talking about a bunch of high school kids who want to zone out. Mm, and, we and we do not, high, in fact, right. we do not support high school use. Exactly. We do not support What you guys, use. so when we're talking about health benefits again and all that stuff, where do you guys want to see a change? Where do you guys really well, want to Well, we're supporting, we, we have actually, well, obviously the big change would be um, at the national level. Federal. To, at federal. And, and. There is right now there is an a, 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 an act called the Moore Act, which is the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, which is in essence an omnibus bill at the national level, which would deschedule 
marijuana. Mm. Descheduling means we take it off the controlled substance schedule. Some people say in reform, we'd like to, we'd like to reschedule. We're not interested in rescheduling because rescheduling means you just, right now it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a schedule one. Theoretically, according to the federal government, even though they have a patent on marijuana, theoretically, it has no, no acceptable medicinal value as a schedule one drug. Mm. Obviously, that's, that's, that's a spurious statement. Mm. But, but at the same time, um, that's the fight because if you reschedule, then, then you kind of get involved in kind of when Hillary Clinton was running and her perception on marijuana was, well, the government will tell you the dose. The government will tell you what you can use. Possibly the government could tell you potency. We're not interested in any of that. Right. We want to see descheduling to put, in <clears throat> essence, cannabis in the same ballgame as, as alcohol and That's tobacco. Mm. And, then, and, and to, f to free it, in essence. Looking at, talking about um, policy, politics, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the Democratic candidates um, are really trying to push the league. It's almost as if if you're a Democratic candidate now, yeah, you, you support legalization. Right, if you don't, I, if you don't yeah. for example, Joe Biden is he on isn't. the fence. He still is of that mentality that he does not want right, for legalization. Same with Bloomberg. Mm. So they're good to be. I mean, every other candidate is. You well, know, Bernie Sanders and he's saying he'll legalize day one if he's elected. So, but, but Biden and Bloomberg are obviously they're more also septuagenarians the and they're right, less they progressive. Are, but Buttigieg is also a centrist and he supports legalization. Right. So it's kind of interesting how that plays there's out. Been, uh, and then, I mean, we talked about the difference of um, their states where it's legal, their states where it isn't legal. Mm -hmm. um, can you elaborate a little bit on sure. um, the differences that you see within those states? Well, it's it's just the degree. Some states have some form of decriminalization. I'm just going to grab a, Oh, feel free. A hoodie for that. Some states see, um, some states see, you know, some states are fully illegal. Right. Some states work on decriminalization where maybe an ounce is a hundred dollar fine. Mm. Um, I'll give you an example. Like in Arizona, we have in, in 2010, we passed the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act. So in this state, and it hasn't been easy. There's been bumps along the road. We have about 210, 220,000 patients now in this program. It's a very legitimate, high functioning program of right. which Tony and I are both patients. Um, but we've had problems along the way, and I'll give you an example. There was something called the Jones case, which sent shivers into the cannabis community um, thanks to the um, county attorney, Sheila Polk, in Havapai County. Um, there was the perception that the Medical Marijuana Act remained silent on, separ on the separation of cannabis versus marijuana. In Arizona statute, Marijuana is a class six felony from zero to two pounds. From a speck of marijuana to two pounds, class six felony. However, anything that's considered a concentrate or an extract from the plant, hashish, uh, cartridges, vape cartridges, um, edibles, mm. are considered concentrates and they're actually a class four felony. So in our state statute from the seven, our state statutes from the 70s, there is a discrepancy between marijuana and cannabis. That was the crux of what was called the Jones case. Rodney Jones was a guy in Prescott who had a card, was arrested for, for basically like a gram of hashish, was charged for that. He had a card, but, but their take was, well, it, 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 the medical marijuana program precludes the use of concentrates. Mm. And that was the challenge. So Sheila Polk, 
they arrested Rodney Jones and they sentenced him to two and a half years for the the wow. concentrate two and, a, and the glass that was in his paraphernalia. Wow. And and he served pretty much most of that time. It went through the appeals court in Arizona. The appeals court sided with Sheila Polk and said mm. no extracts. And it created a crisis in the cannabis community in the medical community right. because of the fact What's that do theoretically, when you eat an edible or, or if you're using a concentrate, well, you're a class four felon. It doesn't matter. Your card's not protecting you. Right. Well, that, ca- that case went to the state Supreme Court and they sided unanimously on Jones' side. Mm. So that was our probably one of the biggest crises that we had in the medicinal program. So even if you have legal medicinal, even in the state, there are still attacks. There, the prohibitionists don't give up just because legalization happens. Well, that's here's the good thing I see. If you would legalize it, um, I feel like the state could just make a bunch of money off taxation. Like I don't know how that is. I, I don't know. It, I that's number, that's. But I, it's it's not that it will save all the coffers in the state, or it will it will suddenly make education great and everything else and fix the roads. Well, but it is at, a decent source of funding in all states where they they bring right. in money. So if we say. Well, alcohol is a, is, a, is a drug where XYZ amount of people die every year. I think it's over 60,000 people it a is. year. It is. It's significant. Um, it's, it's, it might even be higher than that. I think nicotine, there's thousands and thousands of people dying each year. Um, and, and then you have a, a drug such as marijuana, which still needs to be taken responsibility, responsible, which, right. which we, we're going to jump into that later. Um, but it's, it's still funny to me to, to, to kind of see that contradiction. And then also states such as Colorado, I, I, I can see that these states probably heavily profit um, from taxation, but also keeping the product clean, keeping it, uh, keeping a good quality on it and stuff like that. You, that's exactly right. In fact, we were the last state medicinally that finally got a testing program. Mm. Um, and so that, that program passed in May of, of last year through the state legislature, and it passed unanimously because it had it had to pass by three quarters vote in both house in the both house and the senate because it's it's modifying an initiative. Mm. So we have a law that if you want to modify a citizen initiative, you need three quarters supermajority to do so. Mm. But we got that to pass, so we now at least have when that goes into effect, we'll have tested medicine here. The, it is absolutely irresponsible of any state. To implement legalization without a testing program to test the product, right. because I mean, if, if for example, if you, you know, mold, in, in, in you know, insecticides, all kinds of things can be put on cannabis that aren't good for us to consume. Right. And, and therefore, right now, right and now I'll give no you, one has the control. Like, and I'll give you the biggest example now is the vaping crisis. Mm, that is the absolute, the number one argument for a controlled legal market is people are dying and being significantly injured by by underground economy cartridges with THC oil cut with vitamin E acetate. Right. And 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 what you'll hear prohibitionists say, they won't tell you, well that's that's an underground economy cartridge that hurts someone. They'll just say, look at what marijuana does to people. Mm. People are dying now from vaping. It's it's an underground economy where they're cutting oil right. with vitamin E acetate, and that is that's killing people and harming people. Well, but which means don't buy anything <clears throat> in the underground up, economy. Up the market, right. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And you you mentioned it. You said you um, used marijuana responsible for responsibly yes. for thirty five years, right? Was yes. Something about um, what do you mean by 
using responsibly. Well, I think that's defined by every consumer individually okay. because um, everyone has their own individual tolerances. Everyone knows right. whether or not they're medicated or impaired. Right. It it's the judgment of the consumer whether or not they're consuming responsibly, and I think it goes back to like marijuana use disorder, it, those checklists that if it's influencing your life in a negative way, has your life been affected negatively, then maybe you have a problem consuming. Right. But from my perspective, I have always viewed myself as a responsible consumer mm. be, because I, 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 I consume cannabis and I consume daily in the evening. Mm. Um, I consume such that it doesn't affect my life. Well, in a negative fashion. Right. We also have to point out the fact mm-hmm. that that um, there's dangers to smoking cannabis, right? It, Nothing it, in our world is 100% pure and innocuous. Exactly. And 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 exactly. we would be we would be irresponsible if we said that cannabis cures everything because we don't have enough right. research and, and, I'm, I'm and that's say, due to federal prohibition. I'm going to say I, I feel like I have uh, the problem that I have uh, with what's going on also in society is that you have two teams, right? You have the one team who's saying whoever smokes uh, cannabis is going to be homeless. Whoever smokes cannabis <laughs> is going to be like a loser That's in team life. prohibition. And then, and then you got team prohibition, right? <laughs> they're they're then, team but prohibition. But then you also got a lot of people who are praising it. Who are saying it's it's the best thing you can ever do, possibly do. That's team um, free the weed. <laughs> right. That's that's the other I'm team. Joking. That's that was a team. joke. <laughs> but but we and and kind of my problem is or my take is on that that you won't have people in the middle um, who are gonna say well use it use it but use it responsibly right and 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 my concern is that mm-hmm. we as a society are going to praise cannabis and uh, and maybe. We're going to overpraise it. I right? totally get what you're saying. And, it, and, and it, 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 it's a reason why on our Southern Arizona normal Twitter feed, I deleted someone off of our Twitter feed because well, are we, are of we their posts. The well, no, these, these people were posting cannabis cures cancer. Cannabis. I don't have enough research to show me that cannabis cures all cancer. Right. We were at a symposium, U of A cannabis symposium, where there is some research coming out of Israel that was looking at certain combinations of cannabinoids that actually can kill cancer cells. Right. Great. I want more research. Right. I can't what I can't have is a cannabis advocate making bogus claims based on their life and not science. Mm. It's kind of you see kind of the same polarization and extremism as you see in politics in, in this country oh, right now. It's a you're either country. really far right or you're really far mm. left and there's not and, and the problem is things get done in the middle with compromise. Right, but so it's really funny about the American society to just jump in a little bit mm. here. Um, it's really funny in the American, uh, the American society has the tendency to um, to go with a team, to to support a team, right. to have or a common enemy. Or tribal. You could definitely That's say the that. Term and we that use tribalism politics is, are tribal now. basically gained momentum over the last years. Yes. I'd say I'd say it's a really divided society. Yet it's a great mm-hmm. society, but also divided. It's very divided right now. And then. I'd like to talk a little bit about... But honestly, strangely enough, not to interrupt, but strangely enough, cannabis polls really well. I mean, medicinal (laughs) cannabis is like over 90%, and we've been kind of polling it's about two-thirds or 66% Mm. of people who want full legalization. Mm. So it's kind of like everything else. There's a small minority voice that drives the bigger conversation. But, But I to come back to your responsibility aspect, 
I fully believe in that. Mm. And, 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 you know, you can call me a sellout. You can call me someone who's not willing to just say everyone should smoke weed. You know, there are some studies that show that it, it's that we don't know if it's Kaoso or if it, if it, it what, it's a cart before the horse, whether or not schizophrenia drives people to self-medicate or whether or not marijuana causes. I, there's no research that says it causes. But but the problem becomes there are some people who might be negatively affected, right. affected by using cannabis. And, there, and, there and that's people. why we need research to say, right. warning, if you're this you probably should stay away. I've you know listened what to I mean? a podcast, and, and that was a he was a, a cannabis advocate as well. Mm. He said there's one problem with that whole question whether or not it should be legal or not is that there's not enough research done yet. I understand that, mm. I, and and I understand that argument. But in that, both and ways. we shouldn't really, and that's kind of Joe Biden's argument. Well, we don't know enough yet. Maybe we need to not legalize. Mm. But the problem is every year that we don't legalize. If, for example, in this state, 13, 14, 15,000 people are arrested for cannabis. Mm. Um, I, I can even give you a statistic sure. that blows me away. Love it. In 2018, nationally, nationally, whole United States, 663,367 marijuana arrests. One marijuana arrest every 48 seconds. And strangely enough, in 18, that arrest, that arrest number has gone up from 16 and 17. So strangely, as states still legalize, mm. the nation has seen an, 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 an incremental increase right. in possession or in marijuana arrests. And here's what really disturbs me. Of those numbers, 92% or 608,775 arrests were strictly for possession. So regardless of mm. do we have enough so research or do we not have enough research, right. Prohibition doesn't work, right. and so I look at I look at it as there's extremism with cannabis, far great right extremism really for point. for lack of a better word is prohibition. Prohibition has failed. Far left is no restrictions, no regulations. Everyone weed everywhere. Weed right. for the children. Weed for the dogs. Weed. Well, actually, that's good because my dog takes CBD. Oh, okay. But but and and it really helps with an arthritic shoulder. Mm. Um, because animals have an endocannabinoid system as well, just like we sure. do. Um, but I, I view our work as in the middle. Yeah. Because you have to be at the table if you want to reform marijuana laws, and if you're an extremist, you're generally not at the table. Right. Mm. Um, and your voice is not valued. So we look at it as legalization has to be the answer, but the compromise to me is a controlled market. Yeah, of course. That I mean, to me is the is the compromise that works best. It, one, and, and, and there was a study that showed in Colorado that they were they're doing a great job carding people. Mm. That you know, like if you go to a Colorado dispensary, you don't even go in until they've seen your ID. Right. You know, there's a locked door in a lot of dispensaries right. where it's the same with our medicinal program. Right. You're not just going to walk in without proof of ID and right. proof of legality. Right. And 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 so the controlled market with 21 plus use, I think, is the only real solution. Mm to prevent people from being damaged through responsible cannabis consumption. Now, legalization doesn't mean that you can never get arrested. If you look at what we're looking at with Smart and Safe Arizona Act, it legalizes an ounce or five grams of concentrate, decrims to a petty offense up to two and a half ounces or 12 and a half grams of concentrate, right. Right. but then resorts back and it's to also, a felony six. But 
it's also a problem when people use it and, and, and think they're able to drive. When people use it and think they're able to, I don't know, just go to school, do, do not regular stuff, right? There's still a lot of crime happening when people smoke, right? Like there's still... Some... I, I think the crime with drug use is much more linked to um, heroin, fentanyl, mm. and methamphetamine. Oh, okay. Where people commit crimes to get more drugs. Right. We don't see that with cannabis. Most of the cannabis arrests are simple possession. And, mm. and, and even, like I said, that can have a really negative effect and impact in your life. Because mm. another thing that people usually say when it comes to the pot debate, um, cannabis debate, is that um, especially younger people shouldn't use it because their brain's not fully developed. And I'm really big on that because I, so I, I do believe that. I do believe that, that people should be, especially when they're young, like brain is growing. I think, I think the brain's not fully developed until you're 25. I think that is like what that, lots of Some people say, say yeah. uh, even 30 years. So, so that, that, there's another sensitive to it, right? I, there's, an, I, I, there's another yes. really important point that we should probably make that... Um, see, I always say, if I catch my 16-year-old son um, with alcohol, I probably won't be as mad as if I catching him with weed, even though I kind of like agree on a lot of things you're saying. But since the, the boy is 16 years old... I'd, I'd probably be just a little anxious, but maybe that's also my lack of understanding too. Or you're just your perceptions, right? Like I would be more upset if, if I had a kid who was drinking, mm. but I would also not encourage right. cannabis use. Right. I would. I, I, I think with parenting, it comes down to you got to be involved in your kids' lives mm. and you have to know what mm. they're up to. And, sure. and, and, and kids, right from a, a, being an ex-teacher, kids aren't going to respond very well to don't do it or else. I think kids need, kids have, can, can I use one bad word? Kids sure. have great bullshit sensors. You can use and, all And the they bullshit. know when adults bullshit them. <laughs> right. And so when you, when you do that to a kid, you turn the kid off to the message you're trying to get across. I 100% And so I think, and, 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 and it really comes down to the fact of legalization. I don't view legalization as we throw out that we throw out the legalization and we all walk away and let it all work out. Mm -hmm. I have a humble opinion that we as cannabis consumers should be stewards of the cannabis community and the cannabis industry and, and everything that is cannabis, and therefore we we should be stewards of responsible legalization. Because the bottom line is, if we're irresponsible with legalization, well then legalization could eventually go away. One, it's one thing that always resonated with me. I'm a fan of Bill Maher. Bill Maher used to oh, start going on National yeah. Normals Board of Directors. Right. And one, I, a couple of years ago in one of his shows, he said, you have to be really careful. Just because legalization feels like it's happening and, the, and sure. you know, we're gathering steam, it's not a guarantee that it's around forever. He's a, Bill Maher's a great, yeah, he's a smart and, guy. And, and great, show. great, great show. Great show, I agree. Well, my take on um, drug use alcohol use, mm -hmm. marijuana use is really simple. It's like, um, you know, in Germany, you have those regulations where you can drink beer and wine at the age of 16 and then all other liquor, like the harder liquor, you can drink it at the age of 18. Right. Um, and my take on is, and, and I mean, I can really relate from personal experience, of course, is that um, you really test your limits somehow. And that's mm -hmm. what teenagers do. Um, they, they will do that they regardless. They will do that right. regardless of nature of the teenager. Limit. Like right. people will test their limits. Humans are extreme. Mm -hmm. we, we, we'd like to go the extreme somewhere. We really like to test our limits. And I, I used to be the same. I remember um, having a 
really bad time from alcohol when I was like 16 or 17 or even 15, you know. But like right now, I, 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 I'm really good at controlling myself because I know, because <laughs> um, I fucked up. Um, and uh, well, I don't feel uh, bad saying bullshit. No, you can say that. <laughs> I, I messed up many times, you know, but that's how I learned. And, and, and it's really interesting to me talking about like a lot of people that are against any kind of drugs but never really tried it. It's, 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 it's funny. so hard. It's funny you mention that because you do find people, well, that, have you ever consumed cannabis? No. No, I never did. Well, how do you have empathy? How, how, mm. how do you understand? Right. If, if it, you know, and, and I ultimately go back to a very libertarian thought that at 21 years old, we should all have the right to make choices. Right. And that the government shouldn't right. tell us what's legal and what's... The government not with Not with degree. Right, right. right. That, that if, if I'm 21 and I want to consume cannabis responsibly, I should have every right to do that. Now, there is an aspect that, no, I shouldn't be, you know, well, wasting my point out is, of my mind driving down the road and affecting society. No, you shouldn't do that, but you should But shouldn't, that's anything. Uh, I mean, my point, my, my really point, is, and I'm luckily or hopefully I'll get to a point where I can... Um, raise my own kids eventually mm-hmm. one day. Um, I really hope that uh, that that, or I really believe that we need to somehow mess up things in order to you know like learn about them and and, and maybe find uh, a really good experiential learning is good is good learning. And I can <laughs> I right. can well there's been a there's been a really famous book by Alex Berenson um, oh. lately. I don't know if you read I, it. I, I um, have not read it, but it was I your tell your is. children the truth about marijuana. He's yes. one of the first guys who really. Is, um, saying, well, marijuana is really bad for you. You really need to be uh, careful mm-hmm. with it. And he says, basically, his whole premise of the whole book is, weed causes psychosis, psychosis yeah. causes violence, marijuana causes violence. What's your take on that? I disagree. Mm. <laughs> Alex Berenson is, he is definitely an, a, he is a prohibitionist who, and, and you just said that's kind of how he thinks. Mm. Um, I think we don't do any good in, 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 in the discussion when we make absolute statements like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 you're oh, sitting with two really cannabis bad. consumers and we're not, we're not out, we're not like going crazy in here and bloodying up the place right. or anything. You know what I mean? It's really um, and, and so I don't think that kind of absolutism in language and in rhetoric is good for anyone. Interesting. Be- because he's making the statement that no one, Right. Should ever consume cannabis. Right. Well, how does he sit and talk to, the example, someone like Tony Landry, who served his country? Right. How do you talk, or a veteran who has PTSD who served mm-hmm. their country and say, thanks for your service, but we're not going to allow you to use this plant mm-hmm. to help your life. Right. And, or we're going to tell you, and, and, and I'm not saying that cannabis cures PTSD right. because there's even we Dr. Sue Sicily couldn't, couldn't prove statement. that. But it mitigates right. factors of PTSD mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. So, then, so I, I, that extreme language, that, that absolutism that no, right. bad for everyone. Right. I don't think that's how any, I mean, if we kept that mentality, well, then, then we're kind of going down Bloomberg, let's ban the supersized drinks, let's just, let's ban any junk food, let's mm. ban, because it's not good for anyone. At some point, we have to, as human beings, 
live a response live responsibly within society mm. and if if cannabis allows us if we can consume cannabis which we everyone i know consumes responsibly mm. we're not a threat to society we're not we're not we're not harming anyone any right. more than, than than anyone else i feel you like I, mean? I feel like um alcohol is something again like looking at, at friends or personal experiences is like something that and obviously this is it's really hard to generalize and we talk about it it's hard to generalize from personal experience um well right but 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 what what i what i have experienced is that alcohol is way more associated with violence than, oh, than marijuana counter narcotics alliance tony and i met with the other the other month to to get their perspective had a great two-hour meeting they flat out said now oh, i want to tell you what another police officer mm. told us they flat out said we have more problems with alcohol domestic violence and methamphetamine. Interesting. They're even yeah. experiencing more problems now with meth compared to opioids. Right. We had another police officer the other night. We were at a, a, an open house and, and we were talking with him and he said, um, he said, oh, that might be, we might have switched, but no big deal. Oh, is it? We're good. I think we're good. It's all good. Um, and so um, he, the officer said, nothing changes my job when marijuana becomes legalized. But if you were, I think if you were to make alcohol illegal, I'd be out of a job. Mm. Meaning mm. that in essence, you take alcohol out of society and he's not arresting people well, and he's if, not, you know what I mean? And so, but with cannabis, it's status quo. There's a lot of people saying, all right, um, they're all advocating, hey, if we make this legal, um, the outcome is going to be that we have way more control over things. We can tax the shit out of the thing. Exactly. But also... Well, tax within... Re well, not necessarily tax the shit out of, but there's a break point where with taxing where you still have people come to the legal market and not divert to an illegal market. So I let's say that. if you said, well, let's put 40% tax on cannabis. Well, then that's going to be too much. And people are right. going to say, I don't want to pay that kind of money. Well, but at I'll least, go to the, the at least government could make a lot of money out of it. That's, that's oh, basically there is definitely a, the ability um, to raise money. And I'm to, really big on the whole controlling aspect that you can actually uh, deliver or have good quality. and uh, which, which Tested, will, free of pesticides, free of mold. Exactly. Which will lead to the fact that it is actually going to become less harmful to society. But well, what, what well, about... Well, let me ask you a question before you... Right. If I were a parent... And, and I know this is going to sound mm. counterintuitive, but when I say I don't want, I want prohibition and I want, I don't want legalization. Okay, great. Can you guarantee that your child is never going to ever get access mm. to cannabis as a teenager? Good point. Probably can't guarantee it. So wouldn't you rather have your kid somehow get a vape cartridge right. that came from a state controlled market as opposed to something you know that's cut with vitamin E acetate that could kill your kid or even if your kid suffers from PhD uh, PTSD mm -hmm. even if your kid, uh, kid suffers from chronic pain and stuff like that wouldn't you at least give it a shot right of course right of well course. and I'll give you an example right. we we spoke with there's a, there's a woman Brandy Williams who is going to be at our lobby day tomorrow she is part of mama which is M-A-M-M-A -M -M -A, and they are mothers advocating for medical marijuana access and, and, and they're kids with autism and they're finding cannabis in, in different mm. ways and they have to they, they have to experiment with doses, et cetera, et cetera, is really helping autistic kids. At the symposium um, that Tony and I went last year at the U of A, um, there was a pediatric epilepsy 
physician who is who said flat out said I'm skeptical I was skeptical until he actually got into using CBD cannabidiol right. with with epileptic kids with really horrible seizures and and they're finding it really helps and and the and that kind of plays into the whole you know that you have those two greatly known cannabinoids of cannabis the the, the bastard stepchild, stepchild THC and then the innocuous cannabidiol or CBD which mm. you see everywhere now mm. because of its non psychoactive right. properties right um, we got to make that distinction. But 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 you know we can't just slam the door on the potential use even with kids. And in, in, in mm. fact, there there's one of our, our our legislative agenda items. We're not going to probably accomplish it this year. Is to allow parents to have the nurses at schools dose kids. Right now, that's not allowed. The parent has to come to the school, give the dose of CBD or something if a kid uses mm. the, the CBD, and then. And, and so it's a major inconvenience for everyone. So, right. because of still that whole mentality. Perception mentality right. is probably wrong. Another um, a thing that's sure. always discussed with um, legalizing marijuana, legalizing other drugs is, if we look at the situation, Mexico is really messed up at the moment. Cartels are taking over. It's, it's a criminal place. I mean, I've just listened to a podcast about it. I was an expert. And he said that might be like really likely that America has to send military troops to Mexico because it's just the, the the situation is so crazy with the cartel being so And there so are tainted cartridges now from you know Mexico. Right. So so my kind of question would be if we would legalize it uh-huh. on a federal level, wouldn't that um, help getting the situation under control Absolutely. in terms of okay cutting another um, because what causes right. violence? In 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 in, right, in prohibition, it's 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 the money, right. which lends itself to the violence. And yes, if you well, it, it, well, here's the thing: a naive, fatuous idea would be, well, let's 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 kill the demand in the United States, and then there, if there's no demand, well, then there'll be no problem with with cartels. right. But that's not the case. But we're not going right. to eliminate demand, right? And so I've always been a proponent of obviously legal right. markets. Mm-hmm. Put eventually put out of business illegal markets because you would get just like with alcohol. There's still, I mean, there, we saw dry counties right. in this country, Incredible. and we still there's a show moon sh- that, that where they're moonshining and and on A and E or something. I don't even know. I've seen it. Um, so even with alcohol, we still have an illegal market. Well, what about um, we're saying we would kind of like take the cartels out of business it would, mm-hmm. if it would legalize it we would just also, legalizing cannabis i don't think because you still have right that, that, that kind of heroin wait, that leads me to my that mean that that, that ultimately de- legalize all drugs delegalize all drugs what's your take on that in my 20s and 30s i would have said absolutely <clears throat> in fact mm-hmm. there there is if there's a rad initiative re-legalize all drugs but it never gets any footing um well, just for the sake of better control. I, I, well, and that lends yourself, too, to where you have needle exchanges or where you mm. offer heroin addicts a safe place to, to, to use. Mm. I'm a supporter of all that. I, I don't know where I am at my age now with full legalization. Really but man, in my 20s and 30s, I was balls out. Legalize everything. Really? Give us all the choice and let it... But I have a libertarian streak in me. Well, I, I, so my take on of, that whole thing is obviously I'm with you with the uh, cannabis thing, but I... I am too, but I can't... I, I don't... Tony, what can... Do you, do you, do you, do you go that? full all drugs legal? What's your opinion? Let's shift the podcast to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you... If you provide safe access to 
to illegal drugs, then, then the illegal drugs won't get you know as, as big of a hold on the market. I, I guess I, I could buy that. Yeah, mm-hmm. where if there is a very tight controlled market, then yes. And I'll give you another example. Tony is heavily involved in plant medicine. Hmm. He's our plant medicine expert in Southern Arizona Normal, hmm. and he's also part of Decriminalized Nature. And there's a lot of great research with psychedelics, which we don't even call psychedelics, we call them entheogens. Hmm. And there's great research with working with end-of-life depression, PTSD, depression. Tony actually has done ayahuasca mm. and and has been able to eliminate his desire to drink through one ayahuasca Incredible. experience. Right. And so he's fully supportive and I'm fully supportive. So he's working on decrimming that. I have zero but experience with heroin or cocaine or I, all I, that stuff. So I'm like, I, I don't really know. I just, it, it might be that I, I still make a huge difference between cannabis and heroin. And there has to be, uh, and this difference obviously has to be made, right? Because it's a, it's a really extreme thing if you look at heroin and the consequences and all that stuff. So for me, it's kind of like, I don't really, I couldn't really tell you why I would be afraid if we would all of a sudden say, well, let's legalize all the drugs, but I'd be afraid. I don't know why, but I, I can't really back. I that understand up. your concern. I understand mm. totally your concern. And, and, and maybe then we incremental. We incrementalize that to where we step with cannabis. We responsibly do it. Mm. See the the good in, in the good in the in the negative and in and, and, and maybe adjust mm. and see it once that's established. Because I believe cannabis is paving the way for for um, entheogenic plants. Mm. I, I mean, cannabis is right there, and then it will follow that. Right. Um, because there is legitimate medicinal use to those plants. And so I think that will follow. I, I mean, I guess you could say heroin removes pain or, or mitigates pain, but I think then you're well, getting kind of out there where it's more. But then again, cocaine was part of Coca-Cola, right, back in right. the day, and, right. and, and 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 cannabis was legal for you know. I mean, yeah. we can find dating back five thousand right. years to, right. to China. I think and, I just and, watched too much Breaking Bad to. Actually, <laughs> By the way, to actually have it. that's great. a great American television series. Yeah, it is. Do you really watch Breaking great. Bad? Did you watch Breaking Bad? No. Okay, you yeah. have to get her you into it. You to, have yeah. to. It's a really good thing. <laughs> oh, it's it's a great... But also in Breaking Bad, they portray marijuana as a gateway drug. I I I know the scene where Hank Hank his name's Hank the DA. Oh, agent. You're, is that where he's talking to the to kid talking in to the, the car? Kid, right. And he's got the the the, yeah, the, the, the lady the hooker in, right? exactly, and he's yeah, saying, yeah. yeah, she started with she started marijuana. With me. Right, I right, remember right, that exactly. exactly. Well, but that's a law enforcement act, and 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 actually. That's why we really try to reach out to, to mm. police because one of the big things we find is there there are walls. Law enforcement, cannabis communities, anti-law enforcement, law enforcement has trouble sometimes with the cannabis. And so we really, if we really want to bring cannabis to the to you know forward in society, it has to be done with the perspective that we don't alienate people in that process. Mm. Meaning we have to work with law enforcement. Right. We can't view law enforcement as screw those guys, they're against us. Now granted the cannabis community, most people who who have can consume cannabis for many years kind of have done that with the sense of paranoia that if someone smells the flower I'm smoking and I'm living in an illegal state, well that could get me busted. Mm. Well, and who busts you? The right. police. Exactly. In fact, I had a woman tell me one time, I refused to sign for that the, the, to legalize Smart and Safe Arizona Act because some of the money goes to cops and they're the problem. And I said, well, mm. how is that? They enforce law. 
They don't make right. law. Well, there's, I, I definitely you know? see they, that there's some problem with the police here in America, especially... Not all police like, are perfect. No, it's, it's definitely not. There's, but we've met with so many compassionate right. people that that are not... Who are in law enforcement that, that are not in law enforcement mm. to go after everyone and to, that perception that they're just waiting for you to make that right. mistake or right. waiting for you to pull you over and smell that. Weed. I think you got to give people the benefit of the doubt. I think that's that's just how I try to approach uh, life. Mm-hmm. Is where I, I I try to see the good thing in in every person. But again, then there if you're talking about police, there's so many cases where we say, all right, there's still a lot of racism involved. There's still a lot of um, racial bigotry right. and all that kind of stuff so um, and it happens with marijuana as well I, I, I think like African Americans are um, way more likely to go to prison for uh, for for marijuana possession and, and than white people it, it, that's a great aspect that you brought up and that plays right into another major aspect of legalization is social justice mm. and restoring communities that have been overly policed in the drug war right. and, 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 and really working to reform the criminal justice system along with legalization. For example, I don't believe you can do criminal justice reform without legalizing cannabis because how do you reform criminal justice and maintain illegality of cannabis? And so even national normal will say legalization is a step in this very long continuum. And and once legalization happens, well then we have, because you can't, you, there's no perfect model of legalization that's happened in any state. You right. know what I mean? And, mm, and yeah. Every initiative, just to, on how it's written, it's not perfect. Mm. But it's about incremental change, in my humble opinion. And, and therefore, with that incremental change, we can get further once we legalize, then we work on the social justice issues. And then we work on, on, on all those aspects where communities of color have been negatively impacted by the right. drug war. And that's definitely the case. Uh, yeah, and that's that's that all plays into this concept of legalization. Right. Right. You can't do it without the idea of criminal justice reform accompanying being, it. Cops being taught differently. Uh, well, and it's funny, system. right. And there's training in, in down in Tucson. When we talk to people, there is, you know, um, mm. I believe the one police officer told us he's got to talk to his younger cops about, you know, here's the deal. And, yeah, often, and, a gen- I mean, we kind of talked about that. It's often a generation problem, I guess. Uh, as you said, my generation might be more open towards it, while I guess your generation is more. Um, it's the gen. It's more. Yeah, it is my that my generation and older still has issues. It's almost like if all the old white people would die off, we'd probably get legalization quicker. <laughs> but I didn't say I didn't say that. I'm gonna quote you. I'm that's right. No, no, that's it. That. That's the quote that kills me. That's on every major paper no, tomorrow. Robinette states. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a joke, by the way. Yeah, that wasn't. That was semi-serious. Well, this place is not. This place is not for outraged people. Like That's this podcast is not for people that <laughs> well, get good, offended good. quickly. It's a great podcast. Sure, Did you. I say that already? I'm having oh, a great time, that. Tony. You yeah. you need to do one of these, buddy. This is great. We're really impressed with you. Well, no, but but You're great. You guys are here's great. Here's the thing. What's the what's the what's the next move for Arizona Normal? Uh, well, the next direct move is we have a chapter meeting at 7 tonight. Oh. <laughs> what time is it? Uh, I think 6.15. Oh, okay. We might have to go by 6. We'll have All to right. probably sure. wrap up. And, sure. and then we have our lobby day at the Capitol tomorrow. It's our annual lobby day. Mm. Southern Arizona Normal is joining Arizona Normal. Interesting. We have 43 legislative meetings with 43 legislators scheduled. I know that because I did the scheduling. <laughs> and um, we're going to we're gonna talk about basically four bills that are 
in, in, in the works or trying to gain traction in this legislative session. Mm. One, speaking of criminal justice, is a bill um, that will model a deflection program on the street. Another is a bill that adds autism and opioid use disorder to the medicinal program. Another bill adds a federal list of banned pesticides to the testing. Right. And then the last bill is um, a bill that prevents a drug arrest from taking away professional certificates. For example, if I'm a teacher and I get a drug arrest and they want to take away my certificate, that bill would prevent that. So those are the four bills. So a lot of things coming up. Yeah, well, a lot of cannabis bills never make it to committee. Mm. And so they die. But that doesn't mean we don't lobby hard for them. Right. So that's the purpose tomorrow we're going to go up. And those are the four bills. And that's really good. I'm definitely um, optimistic with everything. We're optimistic. We think legalization is going to happen in Arizona Mm. in 20. We think this will be the year. But I don't want to change it. Interesting. Interesting. That'd be another. Well, we could... Probably you said it. We got to wrap up this interview. Wait, yeah, I hate to do, but here's the thing: I'm more than yeah. willing to come back. Yeah, we should do a part two. We let's should, do a let's I, do a part two. Hold on, hold on. I'm Mike Robinette, Southern Arizona Normal. This is Star Stripe Stories, and we are going to be back for part two, we're and we're going to bring Tony Landry in too. All right, that's it. Com- we are committed, and it's on camera that it's we're committed to this. And on, All right, Tony, on and you are our witnesses. We're yeah. going to do part two. Right. I'd, I'd love to. We're, I'd, I Tony, could, we're I in on part two. Part two. I could, I could talk about that for hours. I think it's really interesting. Well, right. thank you so much for All right, let, uh, we're in for part two. This is not the right. end. This is just right. the beginning. Well, thank you so much for part one. Oh, part one has been great. I'm so high on... I'm not literally high. <laughs> But this is, Theo, this has been an absolute pleasure. You're great. You're doing a great job. And we're coming back, Tony. We're coming back for part two, man. Well, guys, thank you so much for Well, thanks. We hate to end it, but we're not ending it because there shall be. If you want, if you want more of of, of, of Mike and, and his crew, you go. You're definitely gonna get more. Let's support Southern um, Arizona Normal. And Arizona Normal coming back. To exactly. This if you wanna, if you wanna check out, I'll, I'll I'll definitely link these guys and 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 all their contact information to this episode. Thanks again, guys, oh, for perfect. tuning in. Yeah. Thank you, Theo. Let's give Theo a hand. Nice oh, job, gosh, Theo. I'm Great gonna, podcast. I'm gonna cut that out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you if you guys uh, enjoyed listening, please make sure you also can find us on social media under Stars. Stripe stories, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, YouTube's gonna be up on YouTube. That's why the camera is here. And really important, uh, give that podcast a rating, share it with your friends. That always helps. And yeah, I think that's it. That's great. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. Bye bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.